Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. My name is Anne-Marie Lockhart. I'm happy to be with you today from Bridgewater College. The, um, band, how do we say it? Bridgewater International Poetry Festival. And that is being administered by the wonderful Stan Galloway, who is one of our favorite Vox Poetica writers, and an Unbound content writer as well. His um, collection, Just Married, will be out sometime next month. And we're all looking forward to that. Stan and I have been talking about this book um, for a long time, and it's, um, I think it's a, it's a really great work. I'm very proud to be able to publish it. Um, Jenna, Jenna Butler, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself with a few words about what you do. Sure, thanks. Um, I'm a poet and an organic farmer and a teacher from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, 14 hours away by plane. So very, uh, feeling very fortunate to be here. We are lucky to have you. Um, in terms of internationality, you know, this is a, the, the thing that's great about this event is there will be people here from everywhere, you know, from so many places that you wouldn't normally see in any particular smaller setting across the nation. I come from New Jersey. I feel like that's an international contribution <laughs> here as well. I'm glad you welcomed me to it. Um, Stan. How did you go about bringing these particular people together, opening this up to as many people as possible? I discovered this thing called the internet um, a while back and found that colleges will post information. And I discovered that I can find the English department of any English-speaking university on this planet. And so I sent thousands of emails of invitation out saying, this is what we're going to have. We would love to have you here. Um, in terms of how many different, um, and we have people registered for this for, from how many different places? By place, nations, or we have uh, three from Canada, but Canada is a big place. Alberta is very different from Ontario, uh, where uh, we have people coming in from. Uh, we're happy to have Chanson uh, Bliss from uh, Sweden. Uh, who is of uh, Thai nationality. Uh, we have a um, Jamaican-born writer uh, living in New York. Uh, we, we have a number of ethnicities, and I don't know really everybody, you know, what's happening. Uh, Jenna, how did you find out about this event? You know, all those uh, notices you sent out to all the different English departments, the chair of my English department in Edmonton sent me your email and said, you know, as a poet in the department, this might interest you. And I thought, hey, great. Sounds fantastic. So, yeah. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Jenna, you're going to be uh, one of the opening readers today. So, um, when you came here, did you know that you were going to be kind of the opening act, so to speak? I didn't. I suspected I was the one coming from farthest away, but I didn't know I was going to be the opening act or talking to Stan's class. But all of which has been great. So. <laughs> Um, what would you have prepared a little differently? What you're going to read, if you'd known that, or is it pretty much going to be what you know? You, you're ready to go at any particular time with any of those things. Um, I'm pretty much 
going to read the, the same thing that I had prepped. I'm not going to sh shift anything. I'm a storyteller, so I'll tell my little tales and I'll give the background to some of the poems. And no, I'm not going to shift anything up. Um, in terms of what you've recently published and what you're working on now, could you tell us a little bit about those things? Absolutely. Um, I've got my third book in galleys right now, and I'm going to read from that. Um, as I mentioned before, my husband and I run an organic farm in northern Canada, which, if you know anything about Canada, northern Canada, it's two zones off of Arctic. So it makes farming, let alone organic farming, kind of interesting. So um, my husband and I moved back into a small farming community when the children of all the farmers were moving out, they were going to the city. So there was this network of stories that were already there when we when we got there, and it was sort of this idea of how can you integrate yourself into someone else's community, someone else's story, and how do you find permission to do that? So I'm going to read from that today. Um, and in the works, uh, I have a very, very different collection um, about Lewis Carroll, the life of Lewis Carroll. Um, nothing to do with the Alice in Wonderland sort of uh, Pedophilia and all that stuff. But um, I got really fascinated with him because he was a cryptographer. He was really into codes. And so I've taken all of his poetry in this collection and anagramming it, recombining all the letters into poems about his life and how we, we all are complicit in creating our identities. So it, it's been eight, work, eight years in the, in the works, all that anagramming, and it's coming to an end, and it's been great, but I'm happy to see the end in sight. <laughs> I'm kind of struck, you know, there are two very different collections. I can imagine the differences. But I'm listening to you, I'm hearing the similarities. When you just said about building your own identity, is the theme, you know, in both of those works, but in the broader scheme as well. Um, how many different ways are there to explore that theme? How many books do you have where you could do that? <laughs> and how would you go about, like, you're also teaching. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities for you to find that entry in to get people to tell their stories or to let you tell them. How do you convince somebody to let you tell their story, what you're finding in the community now? Um, I'm finding if you come in with a sense of respect, that's it. It, it opens the doors. And if you're willing to share a story in, in exchange for a story, um, I spent a lot of time on, on Native Reserves across Western Canada growing up. And there was this idea that you couldn't tell stories without a certain permission. You couldn't tell certain stories in certain seasons. But if you approached with a, a sense of respect and you always offered something of yourself first, then the door would open for you. So that's the way I, I come to any exchange, whether it's poetry or trading of stories or just entering into a community. Stan, Stan's first uh, book with Unbound Content is called Just Married, and it explores a relationship and a new marriage. Um, but you have another collection, and it from, from your mission work. And I'm thinking about that in relation to this conversation because um, a lot of that book and a lot of those poems which have been published in a wide variety of, of literary magazines over the years explores identity both current um, in another location from a biblical context. There's a lot of different venues for that same exploration would like to you Speak a little about that. When Jenna said that she was uh, building identity, I thought, that's what this conference is. This, was, this festival is about celebrating the identity that each of us creates or identifies or discovers through the poetry uh, that we bring, the poetry that we hear. Uh, in, in my own case, 
I was writing two collections at the same time. Uh, I had already finished uh, a, a short collection of poems about uh, mission work in Kenya that I had done. And then I had started uh, a work uh, exploring the book of Genesis and Just Married at the same time. And so th those two books were really written intertwined. And I told myself it was because I was giving my brain a chance to do something different. And so it could refresh by moving from one collection to the other. And it wasn't until after many months that I realized, no, it's not. I'm really doing the same thing in both collections. I'm really looking at identity from the point of view of this young married couple, or from the point of view of Jacob and Leah, or from you know the creation of the stars. You know, all of that is about creating some kind of identity, um, whether it's for myself or for someone else. There's going to be a lot of readers here. You know, for this conference, and um, that gives people a lot of opportunity to hear different voices, different stories, different um, structures, different relationships with the spoken word. Um, I'm going to ask each of you what you think the what each of the two of you what you think the most inspirational, creatively inspirational element of that is. What, what do you think? What do you think is the thing that makes that valuable as an artist? Jenna, we'll start with you. Um, I think maybe just the, the, the chance to have that sort of, uh, that creative dialogue. Anything that opens doors, whether it's between professors and students, between people within the same discipline, um, just to have that dialogue and see where people are coming from. I know, Stan, when, when you initially advertised the festival, you said there are so many troubles in, within North America, within the world today. Um, having this festival, talking about poetry, gives us a chance to not just share the work, but share the stories and maybe attempt to overcome some of that. And I think just from those very, very small dialogues um, that we get through our work and through a situation like this, it's really, really valuable. I think the, the most important thing um, is the people and realizing that every poem comes from somebody's heart from somebody's mind, from somebody's experience, and we may not understand it, we may not like it, but it's still real. And the realness of everyone at this festival is what I think is the most important part. Does anyone um, in the room have anything they would like to add on that point or a question they'd like to ask? Um, in relation to what you expect to gain from this or what you're hoping to get out of it or what you'd like to hear or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, keeping in mind that everything comes from a personal experience, as an aspiring poet, I would ask, like, how do you toe the line between keeping your poem open and universal uh, while still being like intimate and personal? That's for either of you, both of you. Tim Wisniewski is one was my student as a freshman. He's still here as my student as a senior. Um, and I think that is what we talk about in every class, one way or another, is not necessarily how do we separate the personal from the universal, but how do the two interact with each other? Because there always is something personal, you know. Even 
even Lewis Carroll, who might try to hide it some way or other, we've got uh, something personal in there. And the ability of a poet to take something personal and express it in a way that is universal is the heart of poetry. Absolutely what you said. I don't know how to say it any better than that. Just that idea that, yeah, you need to you need to be present in your work, but at the same time, you need to extend that hand out to your readers so that it's not all this navel-gazing. It's not all this is me and my life. You have to have that door open so your reader says, and this is where I can enter your life through my own connections. As an editor, one of the things I've found is um, people tell me a lot about the origin of a work when I publish it. They'll tell me this is this came from my experience with my mother dying, or whatever it may be. And I, I don't always put that information in when I publish it. Um, then readers respond. You know, I'm kind of this middle ground, you know, between the writer and the reader, and I hear both sides of that, which I feel incredibly lucky to, to be able to get that from people. And oftentimes what the readers hear uh, has nothing to do with what the writer's initial experience was, but it speaks to them in such a resonant way, deeply personal to them, that they feel the writer must have been through this exact thing. This must be what they're writing about. This is so what it means to me. So um, over time, I've come to believe that the mission you have as a writer is to speak whatever it is your words are, but then to let them go at the door and to take on their own life to be their own message to somebody else who needs to hear something you may not have any idea about, but to just be open to it, that you're a channel. Um, any other questions in the room? The next question I have, um, Stan, is, um, you, you know, you did all the, this is a hard job, what you're doing here. This is not a simple task, and I know you had a lot of help from students, or you know, various people along the way, that's great, and I hope they're getting a lot of extra credit. <laughs> um, what does this experience bring back to your classroom? What are the gains for your students aside from any extra credit? <laughs> what, do, what do you hope that they get out of this that, that they might not even be aware of right now, but that might speak to them later? One of the things that I started doing um, half a dozen years ago uh, when I teach poetry that is of the contemporary period, is I do a unit called poetry or poets as people, because I want students to realize that poems are not just things that are found in books. That there are real people that are write that write poems, and that they are a person, and that the difference between a poet and a student is not that great. And so the first thing is that these are real people. These can be your friends and not just a happy book on your shelf. And that um, the poetry can become really a part of your life, uh, as it has become for me. Uh, poetry is simply a way, a lens, one of the many lenses that you look at your life through. Was that the question? <laughs> That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, in that context, Jenna, what what do you think this is going to be um, 
you know, you have so many different elements of your life integrating in so many ways, and I imagine art is the crossroads for a lot of that. But what do you hope this experience does for you when you go back to your normal day-to-day? Again, just keeping those dialogues going, maybe opening another door, having some conversations happening that I otherwise wouldn't have had. And I find that the, the more places I'm able to go to and, and engage with people and find out, you know, what, is, what are you thinking? What are you writing? What are you talking about amongst yourselves? It's um, one other thing that I can come back to my community at home with and, and say, you know, this is what people are talking about. Um, do we have any connections here that we can, we can discuss, we can open up? Maybe there'll be a, a Canadian International Poetry Festival for the years between stands. That'd be cool. You have a farm you could host it at. That'd be great. That would be really good. <laughs> um, okay, there's, there's um, so many more things we could talk about, but we're already a little over time, and I do that every time, and so everyone expects a little bit of that. But what I also wanted to say was we are going to be publishing an anthology of work uh, based upon this particular conference. I'm going to let Stan speak a little bit about the submissions process for that, how we're going to do that, and um, it will be published via Unbound Content, which is my publishing company, and I expect it's going to be kind of awesome and just a very uh, dynamic work because I think this experience is really going to be extraordinarily dynamic in the moment. So I'm going to hand this to Sam so he can talk about that. If anyone has any questions about how that will, will go, you can find us during the, the next few days and we'll be happy to talk to you about it. The first question I get when I send out uh, announcements to far, far away places is, what can you pay my way? To which I say, no, I have no money. You know, I'm, I'm just a person just like you. And, um, but I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we had some money for people in faraway countries that would want to participate? And I know, having worked with our own administration, that it's not something I can do through our department. And so I talked to Anne-Marie about it, um, and I said, if we were to put together a book, could we use the proceeds from that book to form a scholarship for people who need to have money to travel uh, to come to this. And she said, why yes, what a wonderful idea. And so I said, great, let's do that. And so some of you in your email have already uh, understood that the poems that are presented here, uh, with your permission, we will consider uh, for the anthology that we will put together. Um, I'm not sure how long the editorial process uh, will take. Tim Wisniewski, who asked our first question, is my associate editor on this project. Um, and so he and I will be identifying poems as we hear you read them that we think ought to go into this anthology. Uh, there will be a formal follow-up you know, to make sure we have written permission, that we have the, the rights if it's already been printed and things like that. And I assume that Anne-Marie will follow up with a contract kind of statement. So, so we'll cover that in the, the weeks and maybe months uh, following the conference. But hopefully not too long so we can have that book in our hands while the the experience is still in our mind. And so that we can send out solicitation emails for everyone to buy your copy of it to support your fellow artists on their way back to this particular location for the next one of these events. Um, it, is, it is a wonderful thing for me to be able to participate 
in a way that helps other people participate. That's the whole reason I do this. I, you know, I, I publish authors' work so that they get royalty payments. That's my goal. Every one of my authors gets paid every royalty period because I have sold their books. So um, I will be selling every author I, I represent currently. I'll be selling their work outside here the whole time. I do encourage you to buy those books. They will, will be on sale for a really good price. And they're really great books. They're, they're very important works. I have something, um, I could tell you great things about each and every one of those titles. And I think that there's a lot to be gained by them. And I, I feel very passionately that we are here to support one another. This industry only lives if we feed it. So that's um, my little promo for the, the duration. I probably will say it again several times. So you see me, you'll know what I'm going to say next. Hey, um, if there's no other questions, usually that gets 10 people to raise their hands. If there's nothing else to say, um, we're going to close, and um, I want to thank you for being part of this particular interview. Jenna, thank you so much for being with us, Jenna Butler, and Stan Galloway for hosting this event and being part of this, and um, all of you. And I look forward to hearing uh, all of your work. Um, it's going to be really great for me because I'll get to hear everybody out there the whole time. So I think I have the best seat now. Um, thank you for for being part of this. Thank you for listening. Everyone um, have a great uh, rest of the conference. And for my listeners, I hope that you enjoy this and what grows out of it every bit as much as the rest of us did. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. My name is 